operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back and better than ever. The Comic Revolution Podcast. I am Rock. By my side, as always, the Clark Gable. To my Claudette Colbert. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's, hey, you know, I mean, I appreciate these references. Even if nobody else does? Uh, but I feel like, I feel like the opening is always like a, a scratch the head moment of, what? What are they talking about? But you know what? I dig it. Thank you, I sir. I dig your approach. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. As always, you can check us out online at www. ComicBookRevolution.com for all the news, reviews, commentary, and whatnot concerning the world of comic books, movies, and whatever else in geek culture that catches our eye. You can also check us out on our Facebook page, Comic Book Revolution. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Comic Book Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at CB Revolution. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rock2Ks Revolution. And you can follow me on Instagram also, Rock 2K's Revolution, and you, Stephen. Um, you can find me on Twitter at President Glover, and um, I'd give you my Instagram, but I don't know if I trust you yet. So. Ooh, <laughs> he has not built up enough trust with the audience. See, mm-hmm. I, I am. People think that Stephen. People so. think that Stephen and I share the same brain because we, we always come. We always. I swear to God, we don't plan this. Yeah. But if we don't come down the exact same side with almost every stinking comic book we have reviewed in, what is this, the 53rd podcast, Stephen, that we have done. That's a lot, okay? But, in fact, the truth is, Stephen has a small heart and hates everyone. Me, big heart, love everyone. Oh, please. (laughs) Yes, I have a halo (laughs) above my head, propped up by my horns. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> There's uh, little decorations yes. that his kids made him. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Yeah, speaking of, Stephen, I had, so, so listen to this, Stephen. I had to go to a soccer game today, mm-hmm. this morning, and what's wonderful is, depending on which boy I have for the day dictates what music we listen to, <laughs> and I know you're a big music fan, so yes. you, you'll appreciate, even though you raise children in the same house, boy, can they be different. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. If it's my older son... And we're going to like a, one of his baseball games. He has to listen to Stephen. No lie, nineteen seventies rock. This is a fifteen-year-old Dominican kid. He has to be the only fifteen-year-old Dominican <laughs> kid in the entire United States of America that wants to listen to nineteen seventies rock. And Stephen, I'm talking like Super Tramp, mm-hmm. Chicago, yeah, Boston. I mean, yes. like, dude, there yes. is no other fifteen-year-old Dominican kid in the entire country that wants to hear that music. I feel confident in making that statement, but he does. He does. Mm-hmm. And he also likes merengue and salsa because, you know, duh, naturally. Wow, yeah. And then you have my younger son, right, the 12-year-old, and this is what we had to listen to on the way to the soccer game today. He likes nothing but either dubstep or EDM of any sort. Yay. That's all he wants to hear. Hey, you might be able to throw a little J-pop or K-pop in there, depending ah. on what it is. Don't get crazy mm, now. Don't sure. make it too, too, you know, yeah. boy bandy. 
but <laughs> yeah, within reason, right? Within reason. But yes, it's it's mainly uh, EDM of all type. Mm-hmm. He just he can't get enough of it. Yeah, there you go. I, it's it, you go. I, 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 they are totally different. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I like all of it, so I'm sure. okay with it. I can I can go with the flow. There you go. Yes. I will say they hate it when I play any type of metal. Really? Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah. I was I was gonna say I have to go and give them a high five for taste. I know. I, know. I know. So I can't play any of that around them. Sad. Yeah. Sad. I tried to raise them right, Stephen. I tried. Yeah. You know? Then again, they also hate comic books. So evidently, I've not mm. done my job as a dad, have I? <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's, uh, you know. Now, I was going to say in terms of the taste, it's like I think part of the byproduct of the internet is that most stereotype, like, oh, these people, like this kind of music right. is going way out the window. Yeah. Right? I think so. So I just don't understand life now. I, it, it makes, if, I, it, if I can't place people in categories, what am I supposed to what do? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Uh, exactly. Kidding. Well, <laughs> Steve, Steven, in this podcast, I thought we would do two things, really. Sure. Because it's a big topic. One, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we talked about the sales numbers last week, mm-hmm. the overall sales numbers, but the individual ones came out. There were just a few nuggets we had to touch on. Okay. That I think are interesting, sure. and then after that, we're going to do a review of Avengers. Now that I've seen the movie, even yes. though I, I you you talked about it last podcast mm-hmm. last week, I finally seen it. Yeah, takes me a little longer to see the movies, but I got there finally. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a full spoiler review of the movie at that point. Look, it's been it's been over a week. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I and you've he, seen and, it already. And the Russos said we're, we got the green light on May six. Yep. To spoil away, so this podcast will probably drop. May 6th, so we're going to go ahead and do a full spoiler review. So here's your warning. There you go. But first, Stephen. Yes. First, look at, listen to this, Stephen. This is kind of amazing. So I'm looking at the sales charts, right? Mm-hmm. Check this out. Now, of course, as you know, Marvel's going to dominate certain statistics because they, they publish so many more comics. Of course. What's interesting is, check this out. For March of 2019, mm-hmm. Marvel published 99 Comics. DC, 66. Mm-hmm. That's a big gap. Yeah. But what's crazy is Image, mm-hmm. 66. Really? Yeah. I, I never would have thought that huh. Image and DC were publishing the same number of titles. That was surprising. Now, it's just one month, and it, it all sure. it depends on what you got coming out, and miniseries, and special one-shots, and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. still, I mean, look, DC is, much, is perceived to be the much larger company than Image. Mm-hmm. Same number of titles as Image. That was surprising. Huh. Yeah. And honestly, I like that DC manages Mm -hmm. their titles the way they do. You know, less is more. In most cases, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. You know. So, but I just found that to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Unless it's cheese fries, then more is more. Ooh. Cheese fries. Mm. Mm. Why didn't you bring some for the podcast, even? I'm sorry. (laughs) Because I ate them. (laughs) (laughs) You're in your car shoveling them down your throat as fast as you can as you're rolling up to my house. Um, (laughs) So if you look at the top ten, Stephen, DC Mm. obliterated Marvel. DC had seven titles in the top ten. Marvel, three. We knew that from last podcast. Right. You get to the top 25, it flips the script. Marvel has 15, DC 10. Marvel just comes on like a beast. Just a beast. Uh, so Marvel 15, DC 10, no Star Wars titles. <laughs> you go to the top 40, Marvel still ahead, 23. Three of those are Star Wars titles. Sure. DC 16, image one. Now, 
you back out the three Star Wars titles, Marvel's at 20, DC's at 16. That's not a huge gap, nah. given that one publishes so many more comics than the other. Sure. Look at the top 50, and Marvel's got 30. Right. Four of them are Star Wars. DC's got 19. Image has one. Back out the Star Wars titles. Marvel's at 26 to DC 19. Again, you're publishing 99 comics versus 66. That's not terrible. Yeah. That's not terrible. It's, it's, it's not ideal, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. The only two big events came out in, in March. Doomsday Clock number nine. Remember that big event? <laughs> it's been a while since we got an issue with that. Yeah. That sold 120,079 units. Still selling well, Stephen. Despite, despite the delays. Despite the delays, it's mm-hmm. selling well. Yeah. And that's impressive. That's a mm-hmm. testament to the work, though, of, of Jeff Johnson and Gary Frank. Yeah. No doubt. Because <laughs> usually bad delays in shipping just can derail a title sales oh, yeah. numbers. Um, Heroes in Crisis number seven, 78,587 units. Mm, it's just no. not it's not a high performer. No. Not a high performer. There were a ton of debut issues, Stephen. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what does well and what doesn't. The Batman Who Laughs, the Grim Knight number one, you knew that's going to do well. That came yeah. out 133,656 units. That's amazing. Mm. Spider-Man City at War number one, 72,285 units. Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, number one, 54,252 units. That mm. did much better than I was expecting, and people stop encouraging Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Life Story, number one, came out, 54,176 that's, units. That's good news. That is good news. Yeah. I like that. I like that story. Star Wars, Dark, uh, Star Wars Vader, Dark Visions, number one, 46,000. Wow, what a title. <laughs> it is. That's a mouthful, isn't it? I mean, holy cow. 46,843 units. That's actually pretty, that's pretty that's decent, pretty given that the Star Wars titles aren't really, they're not what they used to be. No. Domino Hot Shots, number one, 34,980. That's actually not a bad number for, for that issue. That's not. No. Age of Conan Belite, number one, 33,258. Conan. We're going to put a pin in that, Stephen, because we're going to talk about the, the main Conan title in just a second. Sure. So I want to get your impression on this. You got Star Wars General Grievous, number one, 30,233. That character is still popular after all these years. He's still popular. <laughs> you got Age of X Man, Prisoner X, number one, 29,006 units. Age of X Man, Apocalypse, and Extracts, number one, 27,895 units. Uncanny X Men, Winter's End, number one, 27,714 units. Magnificent Miss Marvel, number one, Stephen. They rebooted. This is what Marvel does with titles. Really, this is what they do with Captain Marvel. Right. It's a title that sucks, mm-hmm. that can't sell, mm-hmm. that nobody wants to read, but right. Marvel really wants everyone to like it, and they really want it to do well, so the trick is you constantly cancel it and roll out a new number one, because the fact is, Stephen, if you slap a number one on a comic book, you are going to get a certain percentage of readers that will buy it solely because it has a number one on it. That's true. doesn't matter if that character's popular. doesn't matter if it got bad reviews before. It doesn't matter if it wasn't successful before. If you restart it and put a number one... It's, it's like a Pavlovian response. Mm-hmm. There is a certain sect in the comic book industry of the readers who will just, they simply cannot help themselves. They'll buy it. Right. Uh, you saw that with Captain Marvel number one, where it had that spike for the number one issue, and then, as we'll get to, crashed and burned back to where it was before. Mm-hmm. Well, Magnificent Miss Marvel number one didn't get that spike, Stephen. 27,706 units. That's terrible. Yeah. That's abysmal. Mm-hmm. Now that comic's going to be back in the teens. Yeah. By what? The third issue? Probably. Star Wars Padme Amidala, number one, 26,896 units. I was even like, what? <laughs> Why are you even publishing a Padme comic? Who asked for that? It was never a good character in the first place. No, yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted one. I don't even think Natalie Portman wants No, <laughs> not at all. Sabrina Teenage Witch, number one, Stephen, 25,314 units. Once again. <laughs> 
Meet the Scrolls number one, 21,973 units. <laughs> Stephen just keeps like looking at the sky like, why are these comics being published? <laughs> Dial H for hero number one, Stephen. This breaks my heart. I have reviewed this title over on comicbookrevolution.com. Mm -hmm. I've been reviewing it. I have been praising it. I have been championing it. I have been heralding it. It is mm -hmm. a wonderful, wonderful, all ages, not kitty, all ages, fun, action, adventure, comic book starring a Hispanic character mm -hmm. done well that anyone can enjoy. Yeah. 21,832 units. That Ouch. just breaks my heart in mm. half, Stephen. It just, it just breaks my heart. It just does. That's a title that should... And the problem is that DC's going to get the message that people don't want a comic like this. Yeah. And that's just... I, I don't think that's the case, but... I, what, what can I say? I can't get mad at DC for not wanting to continue to publish... Well, it's only a miniseries. It is a miniseries. But so. I can't be mad at for DC if they don't roll out, if they don't give Dial H a, a, an ongoing title. Yeah. I can't be mad at them. It's not their fault. Yeah. That's a bad, that's a bad sales number, Stephen, mm -hmm. for a debut issue. That's a bad sales number. It is. Um, I don't know. Maybe on the secondary market it'll, it'll right. pick up. Right. They must have some measure that we don't. Right. That'd for be some nice. titles to still be going, the <laughs> sales so badly. Right, right. There has to be some way they right. money. <laughs> and then last, you have Marvel Rising number one. Remember the one with all the little, uh, all new, yeah. all different characters? Mm -hmm. Well, again, nobody cares. 15,015 units. That's pathetic. A number wow. one issue. That'd be just put a fork in it and call it dead. I thought that was just supposed to be some like doll line or something. Yeah, it's 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 pr it's the promotional. They have like that. They have that. Yeah, it's a toy line plus in the cartoon also that's coming out about know. it. I don't know. <laughs> We're not the target audience, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame us for not knowing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. it's, uh, so it's just. I don't know. Just stick to the toys because the books aren't working. <laughs> right, exactly. Just roll the toys out, and if they sell, yay! But you yeah, don't, sure. you don't, don't increase your costs and overhead for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Stephen. Now let's break it down a little further, shall we? Because sure. I find I found this interesting. I kind of want your, I want your take on this. Okay. Now, um, if you look at first before we get to, I got to point to one thing. Just we're not going to go. Individual numbers, but Stephen, you got to you got to see. You know, it's been a long time since a comic has sold massive numbers. As a matter of fact, oh, a sure. comic hasn't sold a million units since the 1990s. It's been a long right. time. Mm -hmm. Detective Comics number one, which was the number one comic in March. Not surprising. Not surprising. I mean, it's Detective Comics 1000. You mm -hmm. knew that was going to sell, even if it's a ten dollar comic. It oh, sold. Yeah. Stephen, Detective Comics 1000 sold five hundred. 26,941 units. Wow. Over a half a million. The number two comic was Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, number one. That sold 133,656 <laughs> units. Now, that's a good number for yeah, this day and age. That's good. But, oh my God, it doesn't yeah. even come close. Mm -mm. Over half a million, Stephen. <laughs> that's stunning. Like, that's, that's stunning. Yeah. That is incredible. What this shows me, Stephen, I want your take. What this shows me is the audience is there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The audience is there. Yeah. But you got to make comics that target. I, I, I go back to it all the time, and I, I, I have a friend who argues with me, like, nope, comics should, you should target everyone with comics. I'm like, well, if you target everyone, you target no one. You got to target, you got to, every, every industry out there, 
targets their core audience first. Mm-hmm. You got to service your bellwether fans first. They set the tone for everything else. Mm-hmm. You service them first, you branch out from there. The reason why the WWE is doing crap ratings now is because they're not servicing their bellwether fans, their core fans. You got to service them first mm-hmm. and then expand. Right. Y- you have to. Mm-hmm. That 526,941, that's your, that's your core. Mm-hmm. We, th- you have to service them. Yeah. If you don't, they leave, they get disinterested. These people, not only are they your core fans, they're also your evangelists. Mm-hmm. These are the people who get other people to read comics. Yeah. They're your best marketing. Mm-hmm. And you keep publishing comics that they don't care about or that no one's asking for. Mm-hmm. It, the, I'm convinced the audience is there. And that's a $10 comic, Stephen. Yeah. A $10 comic. So even though you and I complain that $4.99 and $3.99 is an ridiculous number to pay for a floppy and it is mm-hmm. it is outpaced the cost of the, the cost of inflation yeah but putting that aside that's not the barrier no. the cost of comics is not the barrier the proof is a ten dollar comic just sold over half a million copies mm-hmm. so the 4.99 three-ninety-nine cover prices are not why people aren't buying comics it's what you're publishing yeah they're there the audience is there mm-hmm. marvel and dc just don't seem to want to publish for that audience or they're taking them for granted one of the two. Yeah. Or they're chasing something that's not there. You know, and, and, and just figuring, well, our, our, our core audience will always be there, so we can kind of just ignore them mm-hmm. and chase an audience that's not there. That's a bad approach. And I think this comic, $10 comic, shows that it, there's, I think there's still life out there for floppies. You know what I mean? What do you think? Um, well, I mean... I agree, and I agree that, as always, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that trying to branch out is a bad idea. Every company, every company sure. does that, especially. Yep, absolutely. Um, and so I agree. I think you have to go. Of course, you have to go with people who are going to give you money right away first. <laughs> yes. It's right. Just the rule sure. of business. It's just that you know. You may be right about about price not being the barrier, but then again, this is like this is this the thousand that's an event right. that's something you probably oh, a big saw issue. on the news. No doubt, no doubt. And I mean, because Action Comics one thousand did pretty good last year as well. Maybe not that not that good, good but it did well. But it did really it did well. well. Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard. I mean, I I have my my theories. I think. I mean, I do think the the price. I think people like there those people mm. do buy comics. Mm. They just they're so scattered throughout the various titles or companies or whatnot that you know we don't have a big right. on mass title that everybody has to get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anymore. It's like for Batman, and that's a big deal. So everybody's sure. gonna get that. Sure, but if you know somebody. Like, if they put up, like, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm sure people would buy that, too. Of course. No doubt. So, it's it's just finding a way to get everybody back onto the same train, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. So, I mean, I don't know. I see that number, and I'm like, well, so they got they finally got everybody who is buying comics to get to, like, this is the one you have to get. Right. And, I mean... I mean, I've always said, like, 
think about quality control, Marvel publishing all these these titles, the things that they do to the right to the distributors who they have to just take a gamble. Sure. On what's going on, they end up with all this extra crap that mm-hmm. they don't need. Yep. Um, it's tough. The, not being able to hold on to talent is another one. Yep. Or promoting the talent that they have. Yep, that doesn't help. Um, because I mean, which 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 company has the most talent? You have DC, and then Image is after. And sometimes I think that's there, they overlap. I would I would say that's fair. So right now, I'd say that's a fair statement. Yeah, and you know, while I I wouldn't say that. There are a lot of writers that sell comics anymore, right? Because like so many of them are either older and not working anymore, or just not doing good work anymore. Interesting. I think you make a good point. I hadn't thought about that, Stephen, but you make an absolute good point. And again, I'm gonna make my pro wrestling reference. It's kind of like how back. Well, think about it. <laughs> think about back in the day. You ha- you always had big stars. You had Ric yeah. Flair. You mm-hmm. had Sting. You had Hulk Hogan. You had um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You had Macho Man. You had The Rock. You always uh, Undertaker. You always had yeah. big names. But in the past fifteen years, there no, there aren't any. There aren't any. You can't name no. a single one that you mentioned. Hulk. Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Oh, of course. Non wrestling fans and wrestling fans know Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Everybody knows Macho Man. Everybody knows Ric Flair. Everybody knows Stone Cold. Everybody knows The Rock. Oh yeah. In the John past, Cena. in the past fifteen years, they've not yeah. produced a single one, a single star. No. In DC and Marvel, I mean, outside, I mean. Jeff Johns is now one of the older writers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's old hat. Man. Yes. Jonathan Hickman. He's one of the older writers. He's been around for a while. Yep. Uh, there really has been like a 10-year gap, Stephen, where mm-hmm. there's, the industry has not created another Jeff Johns. Another, I mean, you look at the best writers there are. Grant Morrison. My God, Morrison's been around, Stephen, forever. Yeah. I mean, he was writing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I, I mean, they're just... When you think of the biggest name writers, mm-hmm. they're all older. Every single one of them. I mean, yeah. I don't like Bendis at all. I, I think he's grossly overrated, but he's <laughs> but he but he is yeah. a big name. I'm not going to deny he is. He's a big name. Sure, he's over fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's one after the next. Yeah. They're all older. Yep. They've not created more stars. Nope. Uh, I mean, maybe I think they've created more artist stars than writer stars. Uh, totally agree. For sure. Totally agree. But I mean, and you know, when you when and just like in wrestling, sometimes when you try to trot out the the older stars, it's mm-hmm. just kind of sad. It you is. Know? Yes. Isn't it a little sad when you see? Oh, we're bringing Frank Miller back. Right. Oh, it is. Chris Claremont's coming back to X Men. Yeah. It's like no. It's like having to watch seventy year old Ric Flair do his strut on the on the ring. Like yeah, yeah that was cool when you were in your thirties. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, don't don't break something. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, hell, George Perez just retired. Yep. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it is nuts, isn't it? But, so yeah, and in that, and and I mean, obviously, I think at the end of the day, it's really about, I think it's about quality control, and mm-hmm. and there's just no vision from mm-hmm. Marvel. I mean, DC has kind of a, they have something they're going for yep. overall. I think Marvel, so. With Rebirth, I just don't. Marvel doesn't what know what the hell their, they're what's doing. What's their plan? Nah, they're like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah, I agree. Now, before we get to uh, how uh, the the lower end of the of the because we talked about who made the top fifty, we're going to talk who made the bottom. Sure. Before we get to that, Stephen, we'd mentioned Conan earlier. Yes. Conan the Barbarian, Stephen, number four. Right. Conan the Bar- Barbarian, number four, came in the thirty fifth slot, hmm. just under Thor, which is at thirty four, just above Flash at thirty six. Huh. 
Conan the Barbarian number four, selling 39,405 units. That wow. is way better than I, would you have ever thought Conan the Barbarian number four by the fourth issue would be selling that well? <laughs> no. Slotted right, slotted in the 35th spot between Thor and Flash? No. I am shocked. I mean, my jaw was on the ground. (laughs) And in this day and age, selling 39,405 units is not bad. No. It's not awesome, but in this day and age, that's not bad. No. That was, uh, by the fourth issue, uh, really shocked me, Stephen. He's, Conan's, that that character has fans. I guess He's got fans. I guess he was a good investment. You know, they paid dearly for it. Yeah, I don't know how long they have the character. I have not seen that. Have you seen that anywhere? How long they've gotten the rights to the character? Nope. Okay. No, mm-hmm. it's you know, they had to have paid for it. But boy, that really shocked me. That really surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow! All right. If you look at the bottom end of the spectrum, Stephen, okay. oh below twenty five thousand units. Ready? Yeah. Marvel. I'm sorry. DC has thirty titles below twenty five thousand units. Marvel forty three. Yeah. If you look below 20,000 units, Stephen, DC has 23, Marvel 37. <laughs> yes. Now, let's take a peek, Stephen. Okay. Now, here, here, let's focus on the three categories that, that Marvel and DC are trying to grow and see how they're doing. All right? Mm-hmm. When those are minority lead titles. Sure. Female lead titles. And then I like to check out Bendis' Wonder Comics and the all-new, all-different comics that are still straggling around. Of course. Stephen... They are, first of all, there are way more female lead titles than minority lead titles being published. Like, way more. That's not surprising. Like, double. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it was that, <laughs> that many more. Okay, so top selling minority titles. Raised him. Miles Morales, Spider Man number four in the number one spot at 30,465 units. That's not great. Mm-hmm. By the fourth issue, Miles is already down at 30,000 units. Yeah. He's probably going to bottom out in the mid 20s. Probably. Is my guess, and kind of hold. That's mm-hmm. what he normally does. Yeah. Number two spot, like we said, Magnificent Miss Marvel, number one, 27,706 units. Number three, Dial H for Hero, number one, 21,832 units. So while that's a bad number, Stephen, he's still number three. There you go. Well, minority lead titles. <laughs> uh, Black Panther, number 10, 21,449 units. Panther. Hey, see? My boy Miguel. Um, number five, Naomi, number three. Stephen, with the number three issue. Number three issue. 14,691 units. I mean, it's great that Bendis wanted to write a, a story for his kid, but DC is in, is in the business to make money, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, 14,000. By the I, third I, issue, Stephen. Now, I will tell you this. <laughs> um, I brought up the mention of the secondary market because somebody brought this to my attention. Apparently, yes. there is, this book is thriving on the secondary market. Somehow. You know, I, I don't hear know th- how. I hear this. Yes. And yet no one's ever <laughs> able to point to me yes. any concrete evidence. And when people do that, the attorney brain in my head <laughs> kicks in and goes, hmm, this sounds like anecdotal evidence to support a position you yeah. wish exists. That's, that's why I'm, 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 I'm on the hunt for like numbers. I have to have some numbers. I do too. Because uh, I keep hearing that and I'm like, yep, yeah. that's about as effective as saying, well, all the kids at my school like it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Lovely. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. You know, anecdotal evidence is what people do to support a position they wish exists. (laughs) We do it all the time. Everybody does it. That is true. However, after you told me that somebody willingly paid $10 for Major X, (laughs) 
I believe anything now. <laughs> you believe in rules? No, the world has no meaning there anymore. Is, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Next is Shuri number six, 12,864 units. I, how low can these go? Ironheart number four, 12,211 units. Right, I guess we're going to find out. Only in the fourth issue, Stephen. Yeah. Wow. Killmonger number five, beating out Ironheart, 9,356 units. Yeah. Silencer number 15, 7,949 units. That but is ridiculous. <laughs> See, I actually like that That's one. It's a good title. Silencer is a good title. It got canceled, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number forty one five thousand five hundred sixteen units. That's just it's. I just I want to see how low it's going to go. Is that I, like the lowest selling title? Yep, that's the absolute lowest on the from chart. Marvel and DC. No, 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 it's not the lowest overall. Oh, okay, there are there are some mm-hmm. actually sell less. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, wow. I mean they're not from Marvel or DC, obviously. Eh, fair. They're from some random indie publisher. <laughs> And I'm looking at this list of minority selling titles, and it tells me a couple things, Stephen. Mm-hmm. One, there is a lack of diversity with minority leads in comic books. Mm-hmm. Because out of the 10 comics that are listed here, eight of the 10 are black. Mm-hmm. One is Pakistani, one is Hispanic. Right. That's not very diverse. No. There are no Asians. Nope. There are, but of any sort, of any, of, from any region of Asia. Isn't Pakistan's in Asia, though? You have the oh, well. Oh, okay. He's Pakistani from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use Asian as as the, okay. the way that uh, so, Americans not so know, Korean because Asia, Asia could also include Taiwanese Asia could also or, include Russia. True. And I don't think everyone thinks when you say Asian American, people are immediately thinking Russian. <laughs> They well, would think European American. Well, Vladimir Putin <laughs> is the world's greatest Russia, uh, Asian dictator. So there you go. He is. Um, and the, you know they don't include uh, they don't include Jews either. So there you go. Uh, yep. There you go. True. 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 But it's just it's not very diverse. Even. No, it's not. When eight out of the ten are black, and only one is Hispanic and one is mm-hmm. Pakistani, dude. First of all, in this country, when the largest minority population is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. How there aren't more Hispanic characters, and by, by the way, in in just a couple of months, Dial H will drop off this list, and, and then it'll be all black and one Pakistani yeah. character, mm-hmm. okay, and no Hispanic and no Asians, yeah, no Middle Eastern, no Native American, no, that's yeah, there you go, no nothing, mm-hmm. okay, that, that's that's not diverse, and this yeah. is one and problem, especially not women versions of those, like no, Asian women or Native American women or no. whatever, no, so so my problem with this is. Marvel and DC still look, much like Hollywood, still look at diversity in terms of white and black, and we're done. Yeah. And that's not diverse. No. It's not. And, and it blows me away that the largest minority in America, the largest minority group in America just has, has nothing in comics. Yeah. And, and, and Asian, <laughs> and how there are no Asian characters. The fact is, uh, comic books are very popular in Asian countries, yeah. like Japan and yeah. Korea, super popular. And and, and let me tell you what, there are a lot of Asian-American comic book fans. Mm-hmm. A lot. Lots and lots. Yep. And you don't have a single Asian lead <laughs> title? Like, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, it, it Marvel and DC just think, boy, yeah. we have black characters and we're done. We've achieved diversity. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't. Maybe that was good for 1960. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. And it's also funny because when you look at the, the like, demographic breakdowns for at least these movies. And we know we yeah. always talk about, you know, sure. they're different, but it yeah. just kind of give a barometer of interest. Right, right. It's always the highest one was white, of course. Mm-hmm. Then the second highest was Hispanic. 
Thank you. If you're lucky, thank you. The third highest is black, but most of the time it's Asian. last. And then Asian, the Asian population will be the third. Third. And the last one will be African Americans. Right. I'm just saying, there's more to life than black yeah. and white. <laughs> and they really, if they, they want to seriously be diverse with these titles, mm-hmm. that's what they need. That's what they need. Because what they're doing now is not working. No. It's not working. And they need to stop. I don't think you need to, A, have a message. And I don't think you have to pair the writer to the character. Yeah. Stan Humphreys is doing a great job with Miguel and Dolly for here. He's not Latin. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, don't have, you, don't have to, you don't have to pair. The character does not have to match the writer exactly. It doesn't have to be the same sex, same orientation, the same race, the same religion, the same everything across the board. It doesn't, that doesn't equal a good story. Yeah. Hire a good writer. A good writer's going to know how to write a character. Mm-hmm. And he's going to write that character not just for the, the, the character's ethnic group, but for everyone, because you want the title to sell well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we do. We want it to sell well. reason why Batman sells well, one of the reasons, obviously, is Batman, <laughs> but, but Batman is not written for one group. Yeah. He's not written for one ethnic group. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a message. No. He's written for everyone, and it's action, entertainment, adventure. Mm-hmm. Do that with your diverse characters. But that's white character privilege. They don't have to be written to white people. Understood. They can be written to everybody. <laughs> My bad. My bad. So I'm just <laughs> looking at that list. Of, they, they need to really they need to work on the diversity because it's not there yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Look at the female lead title, Stephen. They do better. Oh, Zero yeah. surprise. They always have done better. Harley Quinn's back in number one spot, Stephen. Oh, Harley go. Quinn, fifty nine, still forty four thousand two hundred ninety eight units. Catwoman in the second spot, number nine, forty three thousand nine hundred fifty two units. Wonder Woman. Number 66, 35,547 units. Then Domino Hot Shots, number one, 34,980 units. Then Wonder Woman 67, 33,665 units. Going in the wrong direction, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Supergirl, number 28, <laughs> in the sixth spot, 32,370 units. And then we get to Captain Marvel, number three, Stephen, in just the third issue. Remember how the number one issue came out and it posted like, that was in the 60,000 range or something. Yes. Yeah, it was in the 60,000 range. Everyone's like, woo! Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just relax. Captain Marvel number three, Stephen, 30,282. That's right. In just the third issue, she's right back at 30,000 units. And by the fourth issue and the fifth issue, she'll be solidly in the 25,000 unit range for sure. Mm -hmm. And then she'll be down to where she was before they restarted her title. So what are you going to do, Stephen, when Captain Marvel is in issue number six and it's already selling around 20,000 units? That's where it's headed. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Cancel it again and restart it? Well, I well, but things like that, I consider this. <laughs> and now that I have a good example to compare it to something yes. people might understand, yeah, it's like it's like seeing that Sonic trailer and <laughs> seeing just how awful it looks. <laughs> yes. And then Paramount says, "You know what? We're gonna fix how Sonic looks. Not the script, not the other performances. We're just gonna fix how he looks." Which was amazing. Which you sent me that, you, but Stephen immediately messages me. Yeah, he's like, "I got some bad news and some good news. Which you want first? <laughs> Of course, I think the bad news first. And then he gives me the good news, which is that there, this never happened. Stephen, that never when happens. does this ever happen yeah. when, when fans complain about something mm-hmm. legitimately? By the way, sure. this is a legit gripe. This is, not, this is not fans just being stupid. Oh, this is a course. legit gripe. Yeah. When has this ever happened that the director <laughs> of the movie comes out and goes, yep, you're right. We're, we're going to change it. Yeah. When does that happen? Never. never. No. Most oh, my of the God. Time they just have to, to eat it and deal with it. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. But... It, but we all knew that that happened because Paramount's desperate. Oh, agreed, my friend. Uh, Paramount is very desperate. <laughs> Absolutely. When Sony has pulled ahead of you, you know you're you in know trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and this and the constant rebooting with Marvel to me just shows desperation. 
Yes. Well, we can't admit defeat. But right. Right. We, could, we, could, we could risk gaining some respect for just keeping with it until the writer's done with it. Or right. 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 we could just cancel it and start it over again and hope nobody notices. Yeah. Because we've been pushing her for so long, well, we can't give up now. Right. It's, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's, it, it, it reeks of, of just desperation and bad, bad, bad something. Bad marketing, bad writing, bad, bad management, creating, bad everything, bad everything, <laughs> just bad across the board. Bad I, I the agree board. with you. I agree with you. A totally new writer agree. is not going to save the stench. No, you know? no. I, I'm afraid at this point she might be like Roman Reigns, and just I don't know what you do at this point. Yeah. I really don't know what you do at this point. Uh, I don't either. It might be time to just let her let her go back to being a supporting character for a while. Yeah, and then give it a rest, and then yeah. try it again. Put her on a team. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number nine spot, X-23, number 10, 26,638 units. Number 10 spot, Steven, rounding out the top 10, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number six. That's a mouthful, too, isn't it? Yeah. 26,057 units. Here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a tip. If you're going to have a title, yes. don't make it impossible to say. <laughs> I agree. That's there a bad title. There should be a certain title. syllable limit. Yes. Just, just, just suggestion. Yes. <laughs> um, number eleven spot. You got Batgirl number thirty three, twenty four thousand thirty four units, and then the bottom drops out, Stephen, because there's a ten thousand unit gap between the number eleven spot and the number twelve spot. Number twelve spot's Naomi three at fourteen thousand six hundred ninety one units. Black Widow number three, Stephen, fourteen thousand six hundred ninety one units. Black Widow is a great character. Mm-hmm. Just a great character, and just that title's not good though. We tried it. It's not good. It's not getting any better. I, it's it's a shame because Black Widow is a really really good character. She deserves better than this, and she should be a good seller, Stephen. There's no reason why a character like Black yeah. Widow is not a popular comic book. There's there's literally no way she's such a good character. If you write her that right way, you handle her the right way, she should be making you bank. Yeah, right. I, you don't I think agree. I'm crazy with that character, no, do you? I don't okay. Think so. uh, <laughs> Female Fury's number two. Oh God. Nobody wanted a piece of this title. 13,585 units. <laughs> Sexual harassing dark side. <laughs> dark side, everyone goes, no, thank you. Dark side in the workplace. <laughs> Worst boss ever. <laughs> uh, Shuri number six, Steven, 12,864 units. Died by the sixth issue. I mean, that's just... Oh, now we're crossing over to the other list. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. This is where we cross yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crossover appeal. Yeah, Ironheart number four, 12,200. Still only gets you 12,000. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 42, 8,052 units. <laughs> I thought that title was canceled. <laughs> I, this title's never going to die, Stephen. It's like the zombie you know what? comic book. You know what? Yeah. I respect Marvel. I do too, because they're like no fucks given. Yeah, we don't keep care. This one going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there haven't been five reboots on this title. <laughs> no, no, she's at number forty-two. They're like, no, just keep on going, keep on going. And then Silencer fifteen at seven nine seven thousand nine hundred forty-nine. And then last place, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur forty-one five thousand five hundred sixteen units. Uh, take a look at the all new, all different titles that are still straggling, Stephen. Now they they're getting cu- cut down by one because I believe West Coast Avengers has been announced that they're canceling it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they finally waved the white flag on that, and you'll find out in a second. Uh, out of the all-new, all-different tiles, you had Miles Morales, Spider-Man number four, 30,465 units. Mm-hmm. Obviously the bestseller. Magnificent Miss Marvel number one, 27,706 units. Then you get to Champions number three. Yeah. Number three, yeah. the number three issue, Stephen, <laughs> 19,552 units. Just nobody wants this title, and they keep trying. They keep, again, yeah. they cancel it, restart it with the number one, and it, where does it go? Right back down the toilet to the bottom again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, West Coast Avengers number nine, Stephen, 13,407 units. Mm. Wow. I like how some titles get to that number. They get canceled. But Ironheart number four, 12,211, you're still okay. Yep. And then, of course, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and Moon Girl we just talked about. Yeah. Then you go over to DC, Stephen, look how Bendis is doing with his Wonder Comics titles. They're not doing great. No. They're not doing great. Is it better than that? It is not much better, <laughs> honestly. The best-selling one is Young Justice number three, 33,683 units. That's not particularly good by the third issue. No. Given the fan demand for a Young Justice title. If you were to look on social media and on the internet, Stephen, you would think Young Justice was, one of, was a juggernaut, wouldn't you? Again, this is one reason why... Marvel and DC should always, always, always ignore mm-hmm. it, the internet and social media because it amplifies tiny little segment groups. Yeah. And it's shown in the numbers. That's not good. It, they could do better than that, Stephen. Young Justice should be selling better than that. Yeah. I and Dolly for Hero, number one, like we said, in the 21,000 unit range. Wonder Twins, number two, Stephen. Just the second issue, 19,892 units. That's not good. Nope. And then, as we said, Naomi number three in the 14,000 unit range. So the Wonder Comics are not doing well. This really scares me because I do not want Bendis to get his hand on the Legion of Superheroes because they will sell poorly and then get canceled again. Not really looking forward to that. Yeah. Not looking forward to that, Stephen. And before we leave the comic book sales chart, Stephen, mm-hmm. trade paperbacks. Sure. This is interesting. Top 10. Mm-hmm. DC had four. Mm-hmm. Image, six. Marvel, mm-hmm. zero. I, I believe it. Let me repeat that. Marvel, zero. Mm-hmm. So this, this, this anecdotal evidence that, well, they're <laughs> killing it in the secondary. Mo- okay. <laughs> o- okay. I'm waiting here for you. I'll be here. You show me the numbers. I'll be here. What were the, do you have what they were? Or? Yeah. Do you want to know which ones sold, which were in the top ten? Sure. Okay. Just for curiosity. S- yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, we had Walking Dead. No, that was the number one spot. Yeah. Detective Comics, 80 Years of Batman, number two spot. Oh, okay. Saga. Volume 1, mm, number 3 okay. spot. Monstrous, go. Volume 1, number 4 spot. Mm, okay. Wicked and Divine, Volume 8, ah, number okay. 5. Seven to Eternity, number 6. Batman, Volume 9, number 7. Mm-hmm. Super Sons, The Polar Shield Project, DC Zoom, number 8. Mm-hmm. And Saga, Volume 9, number 9. And then Mera, Tidebreaker, number 10. Hmm. Yep. There wow. You go. Image usually does pretty good with the trades. So oh, yeah. It's not surprising. Wow. No, but Marvel to get goose egged in the top ten. <laughs> That's not yeah. good, Stephen. Yeah, especially with the big movie coming out. Yeah, and if you look at the top twenty-five for uh, the for uh, trades, mm-hmm. DC seven, sure, Image fourteen. That's not a surprise. widens the lead even more. Oh yeah, Marvel, Marvel three, three, mm. three in the top twenty-five, Stephen. Yep. Again. I'll be right here when you give me those numbers. <laughs> give me those numbers about the secondary. Just send them right to me. I'm right here. Uh, yeah. IDW number uh, had one. Oh. And okay. then the top 50, Stephen, DC at 11, mm-hmm. image 28. Marvel 10. Nah. <laughs> Still right here, Stephen. And IDW number uh, just had one. Wow. That, that's it. Image just cleaning there, up. Even cleaning make that money. up in the mm-hmm. trades. Wow, huh? Yep. Whoa, just whoo, words have wow, have failed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, my friend. Now let's talk about Avengers, shall we? Before we talk about Avengers, though, we sure. got to touch on the numbers, Steven, mm-hmm. because they are shocking. 
shocking. Mm-hmm. Shocking. All right. Came on, la- I saw it last night. Yep. That uh, it, it's broken all the records. Everyone knows it's yeah. broken all the records. All opening mm-hmm. weekend, Thursday, opening weekend, first week, fastest to a billion, fastest mm-hmm. to. A, I mean, it, it, it's, it's broken every week. Every record they could break, it's broken. Yeah. So it looks like, and it's the most successful film in 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 China. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just it's it's there's no stopping it. Yeah. At all. Of course. <laughs> so, question is, Stephen, do you think it can get? to Avatar? That's the big question. Um, That's the big question. That is the question. big question. Hmm. And it'll definitely pass Titanic. Titanic oh. is 2.1. Yes. 2.2, I don't remember. Yes. Um, and of course, they don't obviously count all the re-releases. Right. But, of course. Um, and Avatar is 2.8. Avatar is 2.788. 2.788. Okay. Now, now, just for context, Stephen, just so cool. you know, currently Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. in just how many days has it been, Stephen? Eight. Eight days? Eight or nine. We're, yeah, recording yeah. on Saturday. That's yeah. eight days. Eight days. In just eight days, Stephen, it's at 1.9 mm-hmm. billion. Yeah. It's supposed to cross 2 billion today. Eight days, Stephen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight days. Yep. I, the words fail me. So in the fourth <laughs> spot is Avengers Infinity War at 2.048 bill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three spot is Star Wars The Force Awakens. I want that movie to get <laughs> knocked out of that spot. <laughs> 2.068 billion. It's going to pass both Infinity yeah. War and Star Wars The Force Awakens. That, mm-hmm. That's a guarantee because it's yeah. almost there mm-hmm. in just its eighth day. Yep. Titanic number two at 2.187 billion. It's yeah, going to pass that. pass that. It's going to pass that. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So then it's Avatar at one spot, Stephen. 2.788. Can it get to 2.788? Look, Stephen, it hits 2 billion in eight days. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, oh. it's possible for sure. It, it's, I, I agree that it is. It's within striking range. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's within the realm of possibility. It is. The, it's going to take some doing. It is. Because that's, I mean, I still, I still cannot believe I know people who have seen it five times. Me too. It's, I know. 15 hours of your life that you'll never get back on. I mean, I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> There's nothing. Not like even a movie that. I like, Stephen. Like, not even like my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love wow. I love some movies more than yes than some nerds love this movie, and I have maybe only seen them twice in the theater at the most. At the most. The most. At, yeah, and that's probably a two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, do I think it's possible? Yes. I definitely think it's possible now. I agree. Um, it, I totally that, agree. The three, the three hours in the program, that did not slow it down as much as I thought. Um, now, the, I want to see what it does, because there's no competition this weekend. Not really. Not really. Um, I'm curious what happens next week, because that's when Detective Pikachu comes out. Yep, and that did first. not do as well on Rotten Tomatoes as I was expecting, Stephen. True. God, I was because I have been so excited for this movie. I thought the trailers looked great. I'm yeah. all pumped up. I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Pokemon. Who doesn't? You have yeah. to be just have a cold black heart not to love Pokemon for crying out loud. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I was expecting I was expecting a better Rotten Tomato score based on I don't know just the general buzz. Plus, I've been hearing some general buzz online, you know, yeah. from people who have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I, and I guess I guess maybe you might give really early advanced viewings to people who you think are going to be favorable. Sure. I get that. But yeah. I, I, I 
little surprised. I'm a little surprised as well. I mean, I, I read a lot of the negative ones. I just wanted to see what they were saying about it. And but just for just for clarification, it's it's only at 37 reviews. Yeah. Okay, but it's at 70 percent on 37 e- reviews. Yes. And you know how hard it is to trend. It's hard. It's hard to go it, up. It's hard afterwards. to go up. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. And I mean, I I do. Cons- I feel like it's going to be an Aquaman situation. Yeah. I think. I think from what I've read, even in some of the negative views, I think the audience is going to love it. Okay. Yeah. And the ones you know, like the the video game centric websites, love it. Okay. And I think that's more what people are looking for. It's like, gotcha. well, I don't really care what somebody who right. is looking more for I'm not looking Oscar for great type material yeah, is, yeah. is thinking about it. I think I want to know the people who play the games or who recognize that it's, you know. Yeah, totally. Watched the cartoon as a kid. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, and I've even seen some people who haven't, who haven't watched, who don't play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. who are like, I mean, I think it does, it does a good job introducing you to the world. And yeah. it's going to be, they said it's going to be the kid's favorite. Absolutely. Oh, I think so. My boys so, can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's anecdotal, by the way. It is anecdotal. <laughs> I just want to point that out. But I mean, there's how many generations of people who have oh played my God. Pokemon, Pokemon now? Been around since how, how long has it been around now, Stephen? Good God. 1990? Uh, the 90s, yeah. I mean, it's been a long. I mean, I remember it from back, way mm-hmm. back, way back, being yeah. a kid. Holy cow, it's always been around. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, yes, um, I mean, and that popularity has not slowed down. Ooh, no. So, no, 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 no. I think, I think that, especially overseas... This is the this is the first one that will have a chance of slowing end games roll. But I mean right. and the thing about with uh, Infinity War, Infinity War had some didn't really have a lot of good competition Mm-mm. last summer. It but didn't. but this one does. Yeah. Uh Pikachu, yeah. John Wick, Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. That, well, Godzilla, because you're foreign. Well, right yeah, there. you can kiss you can kiss China China goodbye right there. Yeah, sure. but um, but it, it's so you you have to make eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. In, I mean, hell, even in a month, that's possible. Yeah, yeah I guess it'll it's probably possible. take longer than you know you'd expect after all this meteoric success. But right, it's still possible. Right, it definitely is. Right. So Disney wins anyway because it oh owns my God. all of those movies. Yeah, so. <laughs> seriously, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at you know, it. Doesn't really matter who who passes who because you're you're totally right. It's yeah. it's it's it, which is literally insane, Stephen. Yeah. It it makes it makes it just boggles mm-hmm. the mind because you look at the top you look at the top five Avatar Disney now. Titanic is Paramount. God, Paramount. Oh, wow. They're whole, we used to be relevant. <laughs> That's like when you hear like in sports, you know, of like a team like, well, we won the championship back in 1932. Yeah. We were great. <laughs> oh, but one spot, Avatar. That's now Disney. The three spot, Star Wars, Disney. Four spot, Avengers Infinity War, Disney. Disney. Five spot, Avengers Endgame, Disney. Disney. Then you got Jurassic World in the sixth spot. Universal. And then yeah. seven spot, Marvel's The Avengers, yeah. Disney. Eight spot, Fast and the Furious, seven. Yeah. And then nine spot, Avengers Age of Ultron, <laughs> Disney. And the 10th spot, Black Panther, Disney. Disney. It's just like, Disney, 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 Disney. Disney. Oh, my God. So no, you're right. No It doesn't matter who they pass because it's going to be Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, so, Stephen, before we, we – I want to just frame our review on this okay. to talk about the craziness that's going on. Sure. There have been women who have been taken – to the hospital, Stephen, mm-hmm. because they were convulsing from crying so hard when watching the movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There have been, there was a soldier, mm-hmm. a U.S. soldier, Stephen, mm-hmm. 
who went AWOL to see Avengers Endgame and can now face prison time. Yeah. This is the level of insanity. There was somebody who was beaten up for walking out talking about the movie. Spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Got by attacked. a gang of people. A gang of people at a movie theater beat the hell out of this guy yeah. for talking. There was another man who got arrested. And the, the event you're talking about happened in China. Mm-hmm. There was one in America that happened where a man got arrested for beating a coworker who said some spoilers about Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And then you had the soldier going AWOL and now facing prison time to see Avengers Endgame. Would you face prison time, Stephen, to go see a movie? Uh, not me. No. Not me. There's no movie I can think of. This is the level of insanity, though, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you and I love movies. Oh, yeah. We're big movie files, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I haven't seen this level of insanity surrounding a movie in a very long time, Stephen. I've, I've never seen I think the last I time like I it. saw this level of insanity might have been when Star Wars A New Hope, I was, and I barely mm-hmm. have memories because I was such a tiny, tiny little baby. Yeah. I barely have memory, but I mean, I, I, I do remember the level of insanity when Star Wars, you know, between A New Hope and, and uh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Back yeah. The level of insanity was pretty high. Yeah. But I don't remember people being beaten up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think, but that just frames the kind of craziness we're talking. Yeah. It's insane out there, isn't it? What you're, what you're seeing. Oh, yeah. You're seeing people, you're seeing fans. You, you messaged me, fans, saying that this movie, sh- Avengers Endgame, should be up for a an Oscar? Mm, yeah. I've seen For Best Picture? Yep. For Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's a good superhero movie, but, yeah. like, back the truck up if you're talking an Oscar. Yeah. I've seen, Stephen, there are, there, are, um, there are fans now online, and there's been some articles about it saying that Robert Downey Jr. should get an Oscar for his role in Avengers Endgame. Like, guys, I love Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay? I've liked Robert Downey Jr. since, you know... He was the bully in, in Weird Science. Okay, he's great. But an Oscar, Stephen? I mean, you liked Downey Jr. in the movie. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. Thought he was great, yeah. But Oscar level? There has Is to be that, some that bad performances that, to even that can't remotely be. put that up there. No. It's hard to say that's a straight face, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, so that, it just, <laughs> the level of craziness, Stephen, it's, it's really shocking. It's a good superhero movie. Yeah. I agree. It is. It's very good, I thought. But I'm not going to... I mean, Oscar level is no. a little... It's, it's people who have that. to have everything. You know, we can't just accept that... It dominated the box office. It dominated office. the box office. It might become the highest grossing movie ever. And it's hugely popular. Well, and pe- for some reason, and this is something, you know, when society goes down, Disney will have to account for. They, it's these people who have somehow become so attached to it that this is like a validation of their entire lives. Right. It's like, guys, mm-hmm. like people talking about, you know, the people who died in the movie and they're crying over them like they're real, where the weekend that it came out, you know, they had that synagogue that got shot up where yes. people actually died. Yes. They don't care about that. No. They care about, you know, oh, well, well what about this? Like, yes. That person's not real. <laughs> <laughs> this is all fake. You know yeah. that, right? <laughs> I have to hope that that this is it. That we're that this that we've had this is period this of time, and after that, it's over. Right. You know, they might continue to make money. They're not going to make this much money ever again. I don't think. I I think can't possibly see it. Even I agree. if they bring out the X Men, I don't think 
because you've already had 20 years of the X-Men. You've had 20 years of X-Men. It's not the same. Yeah. And so uh, I, I just don't, mm. I don't know. This is going to be a hard one to top. It is. I mean, very hard mm-hmm. to top. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. That happens. Not everything is reproducible. And not everything goes forever. Yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about, like, the legacy yes. of this franchise. So let's talk about the movie, Stephen. Sure. Uh, spoilers. Here they are coming. Spoiler They're alerts. coming. So turn off the podcast if you don't want spoilers. There are going to be that? lots of spoilers. See that light? Those are spoilers. That's a spoiler That's alert. That's right. Get off the train track. That's right. Because we're going to get in it. <laughs> All right, Stephen. You've seen it twice? Yes? Have, yes. Okay, I've seen it once. Mm-hmm. I felt like I saw it about five times. <laughs> I, look, I, I, and I will openly say... I don't like long movies. Sure. It's nothing against this movie in particular. I don't like, I don't like any long, I don't care if it's a rom-com, I don't care <laughs> if it's action-adventure. Yeah, me at a rom-com, that's a funny one, isn't it, Steven? <laughs> Steven's looking at me like, I just yeah, hurt okay. my brain trying to think about that. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't like three-hour movies. Sure. I don't like when Tarantino did like Kill Bill, Vimes mm. 1 and 2, and they just seemed like they lasted literally three years of my life mm. to watch those movies. I, I, I don't like it. I feel yeah. like it's an ex- it's it's lazy it's a, it's a lazy director mm-hmm. who thinks their farts smell wonderful <laughs> and their genius can't be can't be edited. Yeah. No, shut up. You're not that amazing. Mm-hmm. Edit, edit, edit. If the greatest writer in the history of America, you know what I'm talking about, Hemingway, mm-hmm. if he could employ the less is more approach than literally everyone can, mm-hmm. okay, you should be merciless when it comes to editing your own work. Yeah. You should be merciless. Yeah. That's how Hemingway was. That's how you should be. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like the Russos just fell in love with their own brilliance <laughs> and couldn't edit the movie down. And that's my biggest complaint, Steve. We'll just go right sure. to the, the length because that's, that's okay. the easiest thing to talk about. And we'll go to the details from that. We'll just okay. talk about the length sure. overall. I just You got to edit that down. I think this movie could have been so much more enjoyable if you had chopped 45 minutes off it. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I'm sitting in the movie and I'm like, I get the feeling I I could leave, come back and be like, well, here we still here, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. still waiting. I just it wasn't that brilliant. Your genius isn't that amazing. Mm-hmm. It was slow. It got a little dull at points. My mind started to wander, and I'm a comic <laughs> book fan. Even and my mind started to wander. You know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like at two hours and 15 minutes, I'll give you the extra. I, I normally I like two-hour movies, and that's it. But I'll sure. give you two, two hours and 15 just because it's your last movie. It caps off the big, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 11-year run. Okay, fine. You get two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been tight. I think it would have been riveting. It would have kept your attention through the whole thing. It would have been much faster paced. It would have been, I think it would have engrossed the viewer more. And I just think really tight stories have more impact. Mm-hmm. On a, on a viewer, so I think at two hours fifteen minutes you could have really, boom, you could have really popped the reader right in the chest, uh, the reader, the viewer right in the chest, and really just impacted <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it would have been a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. at that runtime. But that's me. I don't like long movies. What do you sure. think? Sure. Um, well, my favorite movies ever are the Lord of the Rings movies. So I and they're long. Yeah, those are very long. long. So yeah, I obviously sure. don't care right, right. about length per se. Now right. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that you're wrong about things that could be cut. Um I might I might have a controversial choice here in that I would have cut some of the last the last big old battle right, the sequence. big battle scene. Mm-hmm. It's because I mean 
it's 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 a lot of fan service. That's all it is. It is a ton of. As soon fan as it shows service. up, you know what's gonna happen. You're just kind of yeah. And the second time around, like some of it, I mean, it's some of it is still it, fun, and you can't deny it. it's like wow, that's cool. But it's like well, some of this is just like okay, let's let's get on with it. it we know what's gonna happen. It, it was so blah blah blah. <laughs> it was so like you know the, I mean I think one moment you can cut like when they had all the female characters together, and it's like yeah. that wouldn't happen. Because it's a war, no. and everyone's scattered across a yeah, battlefield. Everybody's fighting something no, else. Yeah. Th- what are the odds of all the female characters yeah. would have been in the same spot at the same time and not been fighting anyone yeah. and had time to strike a pose? In the middle, this, was, this isn't before the battle, Stephen. This, is this isn't after during. the battle. Yeah, in, you know, in the, the first Avengers the movie, they're playing off the first Avengers movie where the Avengers kind of yeah, get they have that group their, shot. their big group shot, and they even have that in the movie. That's before, that, that's yeah. when they grouped up. Mm-hmm. And we're Before about to fight. Out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But once they spread out, you didn't have the group shot again because you're spread out in a war. Yeah. They were already spread out amongst a massive army mm-hmm. fighting a war. No time would they all. The odds are zero that they would all be back together again in the same spot, not have anyone to fight, and be yeah. able to group pose instead. Stuff like that. It's like I get. What, yeah. I get. You're trying to do the girl power movement. Woo! Yay! Whatever. Got you, Disney. That's what you do. Yeah. Fine. That's what Disney does. I understand that. Sure. But it takes the viewer out of the moment. And you're like, really? Yeah. This is supposed to be this amazing war. That'd be like pausing the Game of Thrones war in the middle of the battle for Winterfell to have all the, you know, all the female characters together, and... you know, pose in the middle of the. Yeah. No, I, we 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 already know the female characters are cool because they had cool stuff to do in the yeah. Battle of Winterfell. You didn't need to have them all together. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's artificial. Yeah. Just have them do cool stuff, and I know, and I know, yeah. And I know what people are gonna say. Oh, you just don't. Well, I per, I don't like that in any movie. Personally. I don't like it I in think any that's movie. A, that's ridiculous. It's like, goofy having some some characters get together and pose and walk in slow motion or whatever. I was like, no, this, that that in the make middle any of the battle. Sense. No, yeah, unless it's like a comedy and that's I, like making okay, fun of that. Sure, then, right, okay, right. But, and I'm like, no. I guess no. for me, it was, too much, it was too much of a boop on the nose moment. Yeah. Like, if it had been all that. the male characters, it'd have been just as stupid. I would have been as it would have been just as bad. It's just as dumb. Yeah, you don't need to you don't need to boop the viewer on the nose. Yeah, ever exactly, and especially not in the middle of a big battle no. scene. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. But um, and some of the stuff in the middle during the the time heist is a little like okay, yeah, I get the point. Right, that was a little let's, excessive. Yeah, yeah. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. Like and I know like people who aren't don't have my sensitivities were probably cut a lot from the beginning. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And right. there are some parts where maybe like some of it dried a little too long, yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. But and I, I get it. You want to establish stakes for Tony Stark, but that kid was not good. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and normally I would I would be okay with that, but there are so many good child actors now. That was not that a good I'm child. I'm like, actor. come on, yeah. Really, that was that was that was a producer's niece or something, right? Right. So I would I would have cut stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we don't. I mean, not cut the character, but some of the stuff like it just it doesn't. That's the anything. thing. It just it just it's they go too long. Yeah. And maybe cutting all this extraneous stuff from that would be fifteen minutes, but you know what? It wouldn't be three hours. Yep. So, mm-hmm. but I mean that ultimately that was not my biggest problem with mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but I, I definitely see your point. I'm yeah. not going to argue with you on that right. one. So that's, I mean, this movie to me is not worth arguing. About, it's, but. No, it's not that, it's not that <laughs> such a, a great piece of great piece of cinema that I have to defend. Yeah. Uh, so let's just talk. What did you like about it? Tell me what you liked about okay, it. Okay. What did I like about it? I liked, 
Um, I really liked almost all of the actors in the movie, especially yeah, great the, the, especially the main six. Absolutely agree. Uh, I thought um, I thought Robert Downey Jr. was fantastic. Agreed. In the movie, I really. Um, it was like when he first gets down and he starts like yelling at, at Captain America over what's happened. Like I really felt that, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not as invested in these movies, but right. you know, having sat through all of them, it's like, wow, that really, you know, yeah, we could have done this in another movie, but I feel like, you know, wow, that you, you, you get it, you know? And I thought mm-hmm. Chris Evans was great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, yep. I, um, um, Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth. Great. Now his stuff was more, more comedic, I would say. Sure, he, he, it's kind of comedy no doubt. laced with like he's like this because of he feels like he failed, mm-hmm. and he, I feel like some people were talking about oh he's just fat Thor. It's like okay, so you didn't get why <laughs> he was fat <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> and um, but I still I still really liked him. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I like Mark. I like I like Professor Holt. Well, before you leave, before you leave Thor's character, (laughs) what do you think about the criticisms that there's fat shaming? There's a lot of pushback Mm. against fat Thor. I didn't see it. I I don't. I don't think so. Some people are like, "Oh, it's kind of mean spirited." I guess it depends on how you look at it. I think he's a guy who let himself go, and I mean, nobody's gonna say that like he was the picture of health. No. I mean. I, I don't. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I saw some articles that were pushing back saying it's fat shaming, which I don't think it's. It's a guy who, so. a guy who, just they're playing off someone who's just. They've just let go of life in general. Yeah, they gave up. They just gave up know? on life, and that is yeah. one physical manifestation. So is having unkempt hair and an unkempt beard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dressing in sweatpants all day. Yeah. These are all signs of you've given up on life. That's just. It's yeah. what it is. And then some people are saying, well, they could just keep him fat and turn it into a positive oh that God. even fat people. And I'm like, that that's silly as well because, look, he, he – the article's like not all, not all males have to – not all superhero males have to look great. And I'm like, well, hold on. Um, They're superhero males. They do. That's like saying, no, 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 Navy SEALs, it's okay to be obese and be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. No, you can't do the job. It's okay to be obese and be a fireman. No. You can't do the job. Like, there's a reason why some occupations, yeah. you can't be a lazy fat ass and do the job. <laughs> you can't be a lazy fat ass and be a Navy SEAL or a fireman yeah. or a superhero because you're, you're basically a, a soldier on steroids. You're a Navy mm-hmm. SEAL on steroids. So, yeah, these guys are supposed to be phenomenally in shape. Yeah. They're kind of missing the point. I think of what Yeah, and it's like, well, he should they should have made it a positive thing. So, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna promote uh what's clearly post traumatic stress. Yes. Oh yay or, or you're go gonna, go stress, go trauma, like, yay. Or you're but gonna, he's fat though, so it's okay. You're gonna promote a body style that also uh means you're gonna get diabetes and yeah. hypertension. Mm-hmm. You want diabetes? I have had clients who have had diabetes. You will start to lose your toes, then your feet, mm-hmm. then your legs. It's ugly. It's horrible, and there's no reversing it. Yeah. That's no joke. And by the way, you get fat, you get diabetes. Yeah. They go hand in hand. That's mm-hmm. no. I mean, I have a lot of clients that have that. It's So it's not really something you want to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good thing. No. <laughs> but, and I thought it was funny. I, thought that, I, I think people missed the point. I think it was a guy who's wearing sweats, drinking beer, got out of shape, had unkempt beard, had unkempt hair. He'd mm-hmm. given up on life. Yeah. And I think... The Roosters did a good job yeah. showing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then they never made a fat joke, per se. I mean, they, they were like, whoa, you really let yourself go. But yeah. there was... but There was a couple of little, little remarks. <laughs> have a salad yeah. <laughs> from Rocket Raccoon. You but, you but, salad, you know, son. he never like, was like, you know, shown like, like Chris Farley-esque falling over the place or no. stuff. You know what I mean? It was... It, 
So I, did, Rocket did say he looked like melted ice cream. He did. That was funny. But that was. <laughs> but that's Rocket. That was He's really the one, you know. And, and Rocket's, an, Rocket's an asshole. Yeah. He's supposed to stay. And like w- you know when he called when Iron Man calls him Lebowski, you know, that's funny because he's wearing the sunglasses and he looks like the big Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I I I yeah, sorry. I, I had to, I I had to, I had to was, interject. I thought yeah. that they handled the, the the overweight Thor thing yeah. very well. Yes, I thought it, it was effective. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And um, I like Professor Hulk. Agreed. I thought that was that. <laughs> That, that well, especially the first scene where he shows up and he's like dabbing with the kids. It's kind yes. of like, kind of weird, uncomfortable. It's like wow, he's like a dad. He's like, yeah, like a dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked for the first time in these movies, I really thought that um, um, Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy yes. Renner were really good. They were really good in this movie, yeah. weren't they? Both of them were great. This is the first time Hawkeye's been. Anything, yeah, anything, other than window dressing. Like just, yeah, just yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Renner actually got some something to do for the first yes. time in eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, but he did, it was, and it was good. Yeah, and, and Scarlett Johansson's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's everything that Brie Larson isn't. Meaning, mm, she doesn't look yeah. like a piece of wood mm-hmm. um, on the screen. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not going after. Stephen and I will tell you we we judge. You can go just to, on the comic book revolution is oh you go to our website since two thousand and six mm-hmm. six you know we judge content based on the content not on the writer not on the artist right. not on the actor not on the director I don't I try to avoid all interviews mm-hmm. I tr- I do I don't read interviews for for uh, talent sure. I always avoid it because I don't want my impression of a piece of art mm-hmm. to be colored by the artist ever mm-hmm. yeah ever so. When we get to the negative part of yeah. the, the review, it's strictly based on what I'm seeing on the screen. Sure. That is all I'm talking about, yeah. ever. Oh, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. But Scarlett Johansson was fantastic. Yeah, she was She's great. She's fantastic. Um, and that was one of the surprises that Me I too. I was like, I was really shocked. Wow. She really killed it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She was so good. She's a great actress. Oh, yeah. I love her in so many movies. And, I mean, I, more of the surprise was more of what they did with her. Me too. She, Me too. When she had to sacrifice herself. I was like, wow. Me too. Because I, I think, didn't see that coming. Because I, I think this is perfect. Because we already knew she was going to get a Black Widow movie. And Jeremy Arnold was getting a TV show. Mm-hmm. So when they go to that planet, and you remember, like, wait a minute. Oh, so they're going to find a way out of it because they have to come right. back, right? Because they have a TV show and a movie. Right. Nope. <laughs> yep. Um, she was great. She was really great. And um, I thought, like, afterwards, like, the scene where they're all together and Hawkeye, like, yells at Thor about, you know, well, then you go and you talk to him. I thought that was really, like, that was the scene, like, everyone talks about Ryan. That was one where I almost, like. Yeah, like, it was a powerful scene wow. where they're all talking about why, why. Black Widow had to make had to be yeah, sacrificed, sacrificed, yeah, to get whether the soul or not they gem. could bring her back, right? And I thought that was really good. Um, and even just outside of those six, I like Paul Rudd. I mean, yeah, he he's always the, funny. The straight comedy sure, relief, but sure. he had some moments where he actually got to act. Absolutely, and he played an important part in the movie. Exactly. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Don Cheadle and Rocket are kind of there, but I, d- I, I like them for what they I were. They didn't have a lot to do, but they didn't. You know, but I like them. They were, yeah, I liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, uh, Nebula a lot. Oh yeah, this is the first time I really liked her character. Yeah, this is the first time I actually got into Nebula's character. Mm-hmm. She did a wonderful job in the movie. Yeah, she did. And uh, I mean, even just in the beginning, where mm-hmm. she's trying to play paper football with with. 
Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. That was awesome. I thought that was great. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but um, and it and because of the shenanigans, they really show how much the character has grown since a lot she first showed up. Yes. Yes. And um, and even just in that, I liked seeing uh Gamora being an actual badass mm-hmm. and not just. Yep. Well, she's the most dangerous woman in the universe. Take our word for it. Take our word for it. We're not going to show you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. And I thought, and I don't like the way he was utilized, but Josh Brolin is still great. Oh, he is great. I totally agree. Um, Totally agree. And um, so, yeah, I like that. I liked most of the directing choices. Like, I thought some of the scenes, like, where they're, like, going into space, and Mm -hmm. you see the warping, like, as a reflection in Captain America's eyes. It was really cool. Yeah, that was neat. Um, I like the I like the action sequences. I think they're all pretty yes. good. Action uh, sequences are very well done, filmed well. I agree. Easy uh, to follow, yeah. clear. I totally and often we've always complained about action scenes. Yes. You and I are the same on action scenes. We mm-hmm. hate the where everything the jerky camera, the fast yeah, the camera, the out of focus camera, the yeah. quick cut, and all that. You don't get that here. No clear, concise no, no, no. action. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I mean overall, I think it's I think it's mostly. Well written. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still the stuff that goes too far, and there's so, an element of it that I didn't like at all mm-hmm. that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because uh, it's funny. It is. And I think most of the, almost all the lines were really good. I thought so. I, yeah, I like the dialogue. I, yeah. I never, I never thought the dialogue had any bad moments or awkward moments or cheesy moments. Right. I, no, the dialogue was by and large, um, it's pretty darn spot on. Yeah. And um, and I guess last because I mean we could just go into. Because this is just kind of encompasses all of it. As mm-hmm. I really, I liked, I liked the end they gave Iron Man and Captain America. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Captain America has some logic problems, but I think just in theory, mm-hmm. I really liked that he got to finally go and right and live his life. Interesting. And, um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's and like if it was like in the comics, I'd be like, no, Captain America would never do that. But in the movie version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think in this movie they played up like you know that he is still, he's still lonely. Yeah, he doesn't really know anybody. Right. He's just trying to you know, still trying to get used to it. I yeah. Like, I like that part of it, and but Iron Man's I thought was was perfect. I liked Iron Man's in I liked it and didn't liked it. I liked sure. it. I liked it in that. Uh, I mean, it was well done. Yeah. It, it had the right story, character arc, mm-hmm. and, and good symmetry. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I like that it was um, that in this big battle scene. It's not godlike Captain Marvel. It's not you know all powerful Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's not the unstoppable incredible hulk mm-hmm. all the big heavy hitter characters that you would imagine would be the one to wield the infinity gauntlet it was just a man yeah guy who has no a superpowers man in a suit. Mm-hmm. guy has no superpowers in fact he tony stark and hawkeye people don't think about it but it's tony stark hawkeye and black widow the only three that don't have superpowers yep because mm-hmm. Captain America in the movies is like Brubaker's Captain America yeah. he's got superpowers mm-hmm. he's even more powerful he's more like ultimate uh universe yeah. captain america he's he's <laughs> I mean, very super powered. Yes. So those. So I like the idea of just a normal human, right? Doing it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good message when you're surrounded by all these godlike characters mm-hmm. fighting a godlike villain, wielding godlike powers. That it's a man, just right. a regular human man that yeah. does 
the wielding of the gauntlet to undo mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I like that his sacrifice had real weight, meaning mm-hmm. he brought back literally half of the entire universe to life. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, so you know, often, you know, when a character gets killed, you're like, well, but they didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. that's my problem. You know, when a hero gets killed, and it, but yeah. they don't really, their death doesn't really do anything. Right. You're kind of like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, if the character's mm-hmm. going to die, they should be doing something heroic, like saving a bus full of kids or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in there, he saved, he brought back half of the universe to life. That's, like, as heroic as heroic can possibly be. Yeah. So that was good job, well done. And, of course, he did it in the most, I thought, to me at least, I thought that was the most badass moment when, because you had Captain Marvel, like, right before, because I thought Captain Marvel was going to do it. Right. And you know Rock would have flipped uh, every would have. table. <laughs> would have flipped every table in the universe if that had happened. Yeah. Um, but because <laughs> it looked like she's about to get it, and she and she's like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm Thanos. She's like, Oh, I'm Captain Marvel, whatever. He's kind of like they're both big egos. Yeah. Right? Both super powerful. Mm-hmm. And but here's little Iron Man discounting him. Yeah. And the, when he puts it on, and he just goes, I'm Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Boom. It, like, that is the most badass moment, yeah. I thought, to me, the single most badass moment in any Marvel movie in mm-hmm. the past 11 years. Yeah. The way he delivered that line, the way he delivered it, was just like, oh! <laughs> Tony Stark is so pimp. Yep. I mean, the way he delivered that line was just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just such a badass moment. So, you know, from all these different ways, it's it's, I liked it. Right. What I didn't like, though, I don't like. It's just me. This is just a personal hangup. Sure. They 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 wrote a great they wrote a great character arc with Tony Stark. And yeah. The death was fine. The sacrifice mm-hmm. was wonderful. And the, the hero stuff. That's all great. Sure. For me, <laughs> I just I hate the message that the one character and I. Also, what I didn't like is I knew this was coming. Sure. The reason why you knew it was coming is because they made such a big deal about Tony not wanting to do time travel because he finally had the life he always wanted. He had a wife and he had a kid. Yeah. The minute they did that, I was like, ah, crap. Mm-hmm. That's like watching the war. You know, Stephen, yeah. you watch the World War II war movie, yeah. the Vietnam War movie, the one guy in the platoon who's always talking about yeah. his, wife his wife and his kids. He's retiring tomorrow. Right? I'm retiring tomorrow. I got my wife and kids. And you know, yeah. oh, fuck, that's the one who's getting killed. Yeah, the young kid who's right? who's going to make something of himself. Yes. Yeah. That's the character who gets killed <laughs> off in the war movie. Every time, right? Or in the cop yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Gets yep. killed off every time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It's a trope yeah, it's, it's as old as time. Yeah. And when he did that, I was like, Son of a bitch. Yeah. See, Son of a bitch. And and then it happened, and I was like, so I don't like that trope. I don't like sure. a character. I don't like writers giving a character everything only so they can take it away. I, yeah. I don't like that writing. Mm-hmm. It, if I was being on a creative yeah. level. Sure, sure. Okay? That's that's why I personally would have thought it would have been better if Captain America had died. Yes! I totally agree with you. I totally and agree with you. I think it would have been... It, it, it sends the right message. Yeah. It's not unnecessarily cruel to the character. No. And you're not purposely playing with the audience in what I think is somewhat of an unfair manner. Sure. And you're not using a trope. Yeah. By letting Tony be the one who lives, he has his wife and his family. Mm-hmm. And Captain America is the natural one to die because he doesn't have anyone. Yeah. And he's a soldier. And he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. And it would have worked just as well. Mm-hmm. It would have Personally... 
it would have been an even better scene. In my opinion, again, it's, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, and everyone sure, likes to sure. Monday quarterback. Everyone likes to rewrite. Yeah, yeah, and I, I get that. I acknowledge we're, that. We're backseat editors. I yeah. totally understand that. <laughs> and you can do this to any work of art. Oh, of course. Okay, so yeah. personally, I think it'd been more powerful for to be Thanos and Captain America, and he's beaten Thanos is beating the crap out of Captain America, and he's all bloody and broken arm and broken leg, and he still stands up, and he reaches for the gauntlet. And he stares at Thanos in the eyes and says, I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then takes the gauntlet, puts it on his hand, snap, yep. boom. Mm-hmm. To me, even more powerful because they make a big point of, I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. That is a reoccurring thing. Yeah. There's a reoccurring thing. That line should have been the line he delivered mm-hmm. right before defeating Thanos. Yeah. And then dying. To me. Mm-hmm. And it would have made better, again, not a trope. Not being necessarily cruel to the viewer and the re- and to the viewer end of the characters, mm-hmm. Tony gets his family, right? And it's not and, as predictable. And they could and they could still have that last ending, but it's like it's like the after, like he is reunited with her, right? Somewhere. Thank you. you. They're both dead. Yeah. So they're together in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. That that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But I so, mean, but, I mean, but, yeah. So from not, what we got, though, I mean, I they did a fine job with what we got. Yeah, they did. They yeah. did. I I totally agree. But I mean, for. for I, I, I figured Robert Downey Jr., he would want the sacrifice play. I agree. I agree. That that very well fits him. It's like, well, Absolutely agree. I started this. I, I started to, it. I have to I, end it, it has to end with me, right? Agreed. Agreed. And, um, but yeah, so. And I know, I think I think you had, because we obviously got the length out of the way. I, mm-hmm. I'll just give my, my two big criticisms and one minor, let's do the minor one first. I still think Captain Marvel is boring as Yeah, all. let's get to it, Steven. Let me tell you there's yeah. there's several things. That's the character the character's horrible. Yeah. And I'll tell you one big problem is mm. they make her too powerful. Yeah. She's even more powerful than Superman. Am I wrong in thinking that she's more powerful than Superman? She I comes don't think across so. because she no. has Superman still has kryptonite. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in, in the DC universe, everybody can get their hands on Kryptonite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It seems like anytime you got a Superman in a movie, talking some, about tropes. <laughs> right, right. Anytime you have a, a DC movie, Stephen, someone's going to have Kryptonite in their pocket, right? Right. I mean, my God, Batman versus Superman. Batman whips out more Kryptonite than you can imagine. <laughs> I mean, just everyone's got Kryptonite. So Superman has a massive weakness, and she doesn't at all. No. And she seems to have more power than him. Uh, the that's that's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. The only reason she didn't stop Thanos was because he grabbed one of the rocks and clocked her with it, and right. that was the power gem. Yeah. Oh, sorry, stone. Uh, <laughs> we, we're not we're not calling it that. <laughs> Sticking with gems, right? Um, but, uh, which yeah. I which I was like, okay, well, because uh, I because when she comes down, it's like, okay, well, there's no there's no suspense now. There's no suspense, and that's the problem. Superman's yeah. character is hard to write because he is so powerful. Yeah. That is one reason why at every big event DC has to remove him from the table. Mm-hmm. Because he's so powerful. Yeah. There's one reason why his comic has never sold anywhere near as well as Batman's. Batman, yeah. It, because he's hard to relate to a character that powerful. It's yeah. just human nature, Stephen. It's mm-hmm. how do I relate to someone who's perfect in every way and, and, sure. so, and, and impossible to stop and super mm-hmm. strong? It's hard to relate to right. that character. Right. It's hard to write that character. It's hard to relate to that character. They're just not popular. You don't know how. To, you can't put them in peril. No. And, and heroes shine in peril. Yeah, that's what makes the heroes so compelling. Is mm-hmm. how they come back from peril, how they yeah. come back from defeat, mm-hmm. how they o- how they overcome seemingly impossible odds. Like the John Wick franchise, Stephen, yeah. is all built about 
the hero in peril, in peril, <laughs> constantly yeah. and facing overwhelming odds. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you invested in the hero. Sure. That's what gets your excitement. Mm-hmm. Our character's so obscenely powerful. Yeah. There's no Stephen. There's no. You're never worried. Mm-hmm. It's just a foregone conclusion that she's gonna. Okay. Here you show up. Flick your finger, and the de- the bad guy's done. Yeah. So the character itself, power-wise, mm-hmm. just too powerful. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they're overcompensated. Yeah. Okay, I know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We all know what they were trying to do. Yeah. They overcompensated. And then on top of it, Brie Larson's acting is terrible. Yeah. It's she's not good in this. Terrible. No. And, and I don't know if it's the writing or the directing or her or a combination of two of the three or all three. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not on the set I have no sure. idea. You'll know what's going it's on. clearly a combination of one of those three things. Yeah. But she literally has, it, it, it's, it's like watching a beige wall. Yeah. She has no emotion whatsoever, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Zero emotion. Yeah. Every line is delivered completely, matter of factly, with a blank look on the face. Yeah. I mean, it's like an animated corpse mm-hmm. delivering <laughs> the line, Stephen. <laughs> So you take a character, so you take a character that's way too powerful, yeah, and pair it with a personality that is a beige wall mm-hmm. with zero emotion, yeah. Well, what am I going to do with that? I I, I wonder what they're going to do because how I'm are they going to make that character the centerpiece of the MCU going forward? Mm-hmm. There's no character there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. Uh, I, I don't. Either. Versus Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., who is. Incredibly charismatic. Yeah, it was charisma personified. Oh my god, <laughs> phenomenally charismatic. Yeah, and lots of weaknesses mm-hmm. can be put in placed in peril super easily. Yeah. I, I just, I don't. I, I'm with you. That character is just. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and I don't get it. It's like who who was going to be a threat to her? Nobody. Nobody. There is nobody. Like, literally nobody. Stephen. There are no villains more powerful than Thanos in the Marvel universe. No. And, and yeah, and she's already they already made it clear that yeah. she could wipe the floor with him if it weren't for the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and even with the Infinity Gauntlet, she was pretty much about to wipe the floor with him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I mean, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet—that's mm-hmm. literally that—that's that's literally it. Yeah, like there's there's nothing. So mm-hmm. where are you gonna go? Yeah. So what what who's gonna threaten her? Galactus? No. I, Doom? No. Right. Magneto? No. No. <laughs> Apocalypse? No. no. I mean, you can't top Thanos with an Infinity Gauntlet. No. You just can't. You literally cannot. <laughs> Many have tried. <laughs> and it, it's they're either lame gimmicks or they're just, you know, mm-hmm. or they're not really bad. Right. So I'm, I'm with you on that character. Yeah. I don't, I, it, it's, it's still a miss with me. Yes. Um, apparently the directors of Captain Marvel were on set for her scene. So I wonder if they... <sighs> They ruined it. <laughs> maybe so, but I, but uh, whatever. She's maybe in the movie. What five minutes? Oh, it's not much. It's at not all. that bad. It's oh not no, that big of a no, deal. no, 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 that's, no. That's why minor complaint. Very minor complaint. Okay. Very minor complaint. And okay, first one. I I hate the time travel in this movie. Thank you, Stephen. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God, people are gonna hate us. They they're really gonna yeah. say we share our same brain mm-hmm. because my biggest complaint with this movie, mm-hmm. the reason why I first messaged Stephen, Stephen finished watching it for the second time, same time I finished watching it for the first time, yes. almost, almost literally just the same about, time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and I messaged him. I was like, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. That was my reaction. It sure. was it was okay. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I was just cranky because it had been three hours. Well, yeah. I think that was the main thing. I was just yeah. cranky. <laughs> you were very cranky. I was really cranky. It was three yeah. hours. It was late. And I was, it was a work night. And I was yeah. cranky. And so <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, it happens sometimes, right? It so, does. Uh, I'm, but, hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, but, but, but and Steven liked the movie a lot. Yeah. But what really drove me nuts, I, 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 I really hate time travel, Steven. Sure. Yeah. I really hate time mm-hmm. travel. It's so easy to get it wrong because mm-hmm. it's a super hard thing. Yes. I hate time travel, and they made me hate the time travel storyline even more because, Stephen, have you been seeing online where the Russos are trying to explain the time travel one way, and then the damn writers for the movie are explaining it a, a completely way. different yeah. way? Yeah, the one hand doesn't know what the other one's talking about. Well, Stephen, yeah. how are you going to move forward yeah. if you can't? Just decide what you're doing. Uh, I, I like this is why gonna, you don't do time travel. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> this, well, this was the thing. When they first started, obviously, because this is not the regular time travel. No. They established that. No. And uh, so uh, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go with you on this. Cause Correct. Because it's not, not going to be the basic, because there's so much that could go wrong just doing the Terminator, yes. Back to the Future time yes. travel. Yes. However, and okay. If you if, if for, you if you provide me with clear rules at the beginning, I yes. will follow you along. Of course. If you tell me these are the rules of the game, yeah. Okay, I'll suspend spend, disbelief and I'll yeah. believe you. And they spend a lot of time, too much time, telling us the I rules. Think, telling us the rules. Agree. It's very it's very easy. It's it's uh it's not as well known time travel, but it's the idea that if you go back and change something, right. you're not changing the future. Right. You're cha- you're creating another reality. Right. And you're just stuck in that one. So if you go back right. and kill your grandfather, you're not going to wipe yourself out of existence. Right. You just killed your grandfather, and the version of you in that universe will not be born. Right. So that right. that's the basic premise. Right. And they have the scene with uh, uh, the ancient one. Yes. Where she's like, no, because if I take the stone here and you go back, you're just going to create this reality, and I'm going to be screwed because I don't have the time stone or time right. jam. And the Hulk says, okay, well, if we take everything, put it back exactly where we put it, mm-hmm. then the other timelines will cease to exist. Uh, I don't think that's how that works, but that's no, the rule of the movie. No, that's the rule. Okay. So, okay, I'll We're going to go rule. with it. Fine. Right. Cool. And then, in, in not the very next scene, but shortly after, um, uh, Loki gets the Tesseract after Avengers is over, and then he vanishes. Um, that's an immediate problem. You just ruined the timeline. Right. Congratulations. Exactly. Like right out the bat. Yes. Right out the gate, literally. Exactly. (laughs) And so, okay, well that's, that's one cool, I guess that it literally seems like the writers were writing and Kevin Feige walked to the room and said, guys, spinoffs. Go. But we're, but we're, but that isn't. But boss, here are the rules. Spinoffs. Spinoff. Make it happen. Spinoffs. Smacks it down the middle of their script, and the first one is Loki, and he just taps it repeatedly with his finger, and says, "Make it work." But boss, he just keeps tapping it. Yeah, That's his only response. He just keeps tapping it. Yeah. It's like I'm sure there is. I'm sure I could get the janitor to write this if you want, and you can move out of the office. <laughs> I like to think Feige rules with an iron fist. <laughs> I have heard that he that he's one of those people. If he doesn't like the color of the wall, he'll change it. Wow. Yeah. Man. He's one of those people. Boy, must be nice. (laughs) Good to be the king, huh? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, so they do that. Okay. 
I'd, if if it was that one, then I could have I could have forgotten about it. Right, because it was early enough it. in the movie I could forget about exactly. it. exactly. Correct. But the very <sighs> end of the movie to get to the ending with Captain America, yeah, they not only break it once, they break it twice yeah. because Captain America goes back and he puts the the the, the gems back. Somehow in the forms that they came in, because, you know, the Tesseract, they cracked it to get the space gem. Yeah. But somehow we're going to put it back right. into a cube. Yes. Um, so I would love to see his reaction when he puts the soul gem back <laughs> and he sees who's there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would uh-huh. be a great, like, little animated series of that Cap, would Cap, and the, Cap and the Stones yep. trying to put them all back. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm glad they didn't go through and show that. I was like, God, we don't need to do this again. I was concerned that might happen. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I have to leave now. <laughs> um, oh, another thing in New York, Captain America to get the the scepter, the mind, the mind gem, he tells the agents hail Hydra, and they think that he's on their side. Yes. Well, that changes things. Right. Does it not? Yes. Winter Soldiers are a completely different movie. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm going to try not to nitpick because it's time travel. Yeah. But the very end, it breaks it twice because one, he's going back. He's trying to put everything back to normal. Right. And then it's said that he stayed back with Peggy, Peggy Carter, presumably in the 70s. And so okay, if he went back and changed it that way, that means another universe was created. Yeah, and that's where he lived, right? Right. But no, somehow he crosses he returns as an old, not on the landing pad, which is where is specifically they're supposed to come back. Thank you. He just apparently sneaks around behind them, sitting on a park bench. Yeah, he he. I, now that would now I want to see the outtake of uh. him like. Creeping along, creeping the old Steve Rogers. Yodaing his way and to the yeah. <laughs> and, and sitting on the bench, and I'm like, "Wow, you have literally just demolished this this theory of time travel completely." I, I, Steve, when that because happened, now, I was like, I, I, "I was at that point, I was ready to just put my middle fingers in the air and walk out of the movie theater." Yeah. I was done now. The because time travel. you're not you're not doing that time travel. You're doing Terminator time. Thank travel. you, and there. Thank you. You you're not you even can't, trying. You can't do that. No, you're not even trying to follow your own rules at that yes. point. It was, it was like blatant. It was blatantly not following your own rules. Yes. It was just giving a big middle finger to the <laughs> to the viewer. Yeah. Eh, there you go. We want our ending the way we want it. We don't yeah. care if we violate our own rules. Like no. Yeah. And that I, matters. Yeah. And it's like. And I and and well okay and actually this plays in my other big problem because it revolves Thanos. I don't like how they use Thanos. I think he's they turned him from a character that was actually a good character to yes. the final boss. Yeah, with no personality. Yeah, except did, Thanos. <laughs> Thanos was such a compelling character. Yeah, but Thanos is so compelling. Mm-hmm. I remember we reviewed uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Last year, yeah. and and uh, you can go back and check our review. It's in the podcast feed, it is. and <laughs> we uh, we both liked it. Yeah, I actually liked it more than you. Yeah, just like did. how we both like Endgame. You like, but you still like it yeah, more than I me. I like it more than you. Yeah, but kind of flip flopped a little bit. Sure. Um, but we talked about in the review for Infinity War that at the end of the movie, my oldest son mm-hmm. and I—he was fourteen at the time—and I were just like, "Oh my god, 
Mm-hmm. I wish they ended. I wish this was the end of this 11 year. I, I wish mm-hmm. this was it. Yeah. We were, we both thought Thanos was so compelling mm-hmm. to the point where my 14 year old son tells me, dad, halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. I started rooting for Thanos. Mm-hmm. He just, he made sense. Mm-hmm. He was compelling. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just started rooting for Thanos. And I was like, you know what? I, so did I. Mm-hmm. And, and my son was like, you know, that's a good ending. That's, that, that, that's a legit good ending. I'm okay with it ending there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am too. Most people, of course, fans, <laughs> Stephen, if, Mar- <laughs> if, if Marvel Studios had ended it with that, Stephen, they would have been rioting in the streets. Yeah. Are you agreed? Oh, rioting agree, in the yeah. streets. Oh, my God. <laughs> the amount of pearl clutching and internet rage would have, would have, <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been bad, right? There's no way Marvel could have done that. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they could have. But we were both like so happy. You're right. To your point, you're right. Thanos, that, that's my point. Thanos was that well written of a character. Yeah. And you're right. In Endgame, he was just basically the final boss on a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had no personality. Yeah, he was a he was he was a big mean purple man. That's yes, about it. Yeah, and it's they too bad. they they almost they almost gave him some personality when he said that he was going to change his plan to just wipe out the universe right. and recreate it. Right. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's do this. Yeah. And then he they was like, well, and I'm gonna destroy your planet, and I'm gonna like it. It's like. Okay. okay, well, that's, a, that's an 80s villain right. line, you know. Twirl your mustache. Yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. And uh, I thought, I mean, this is just me and rewriting the movie again, which I, I, I don't, I like to take it as it comes at me, but sometimes I have to just say, if they had kept the Thanos from the future who had won, yes. and he was starting to notice that things were changing, yes. that would have been so much more interesting. Absolutely agree. And it would have Absolutely meant more agree. at the end when he yes. lost because... Yes. You know, you could have had that moment of realization that you know you can't, you can't, you just can't do that. Right. You know, and not expect the universe to retaliate or something I agree. like that. Yeah, this this for this Thanos in Endgame was a real disappointment. Yeah, nowhere near as, as good as what we got in Infinity War. No, nowhere and it near. Further breaks the rules because he comes to the future. Yeah, brings everything to the future, and so I'm sorry. So the Thanos from the past. This is like from Guardians 1, Thanos. Yeah. He comes to the future with Gamora Mm -hmm. into a time where he had killed Gamora to get the soul gem. Yeah. And he had won, correct? Yep. But then they kill Thanos. Yes. From the past. And Nebula from the past and all his armies and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And yet... So, okay, you created another timeline where he didn't do the snap. Right, but that's that's okay. Yes, that doesn't it, demolish the universe. Right, anyway. Right, I, I don't. It, I don't get that. I, it makes no sense. Agreed. Agreed. And it, it just would have been so much simpler to they 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 don't fight him at the beginning, mm-hmm. or you see him at the beginning, but they don't come and kill him or whatnot. Right. right. But he goes. But when he realizes what's happening, he brings his people back to life because he still has the the gauntlet, mm-hmm. and they have their they have their fight through time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And actually, that might have been more interesting to see them fight in these different areas and then come out and have to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, if you if you have to have the big giant battle at the end, he can resurrect his armies because he still has the gauntlet. But somebody on the other side has the gauntlet too. 
Right. And then, you know, you have that. But I just, I don't know. It, it, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make logical sense to me. Uh, I, I totally agree. And look, I get it. Time travel, it's not real. <laughs> it's so, not real, Steven. <laughs> I mean, that's why time traveling to the future is easier, in theory. Y- yes. And traveling to the past is yes. not. Right. But it's like, if you're going to establish rules, you need to stick to the rules. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There needed to be some explanation of, oh, God, it's him from the past. It's mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. do whatever. We have to put him back. Yep. That would have been a more interesting thing, is if they had to use him to oh, yeah. remove him from the timeline and erase his memory so everything goes the way that it has to go. Right. Instead of, you know. Now, what would have killed me is if at the end of the battle, they look and it's the Planet of the Apes because they ruined everything. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And now that they own Fox, they could have done they that. They could have pulled that off. Oh, my God. I would have flipped out. That would have been the best ending ever. But, alas. Didn't happen. That's not what we got. Uh, no. no. I, I I agree with you. Your biggest problems with the movie are the same as mine. I, 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 I may have a few very minor nitpicks sure. here and there, but they're, they're not nothing worth talking about. The big, the big issues I had are the exact same ones you had. Sure. Okay. Sure. I would like to say though, before we give our final score for the movie, I, I since we talk about Tony Stark's death, I felt mm. like poor Black Widow. Yeah. Didn't get the. Why couldn't that funeral death of the movie been for both for her both of them? Yeah. And Tony Stark. The poor, poor Natasha gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. I mean, because she dies in mid-battle it, it, while, while we're leading up to the big battle. So there's no time for everyone to sit. I mean, we had the, we did the one moment by the lake back at Tony Stark's house where they're like, she's really dead, what? Yeah. But, they, but there's no but time to reflect But with Hawkeye and the Scarlet Witch. It's not with anybody else. Right. You know? And yeah, so I feel, like, I feel like they would have had a joint funeral for both of them. Yeah. Because there was no, they never had a funeral at all for poor Natasha. At all, and without her sacrifice, they couldn't have won. Right. So I kind of was like, well, "Why isn't? Why isn't? Why aren't we mourning Natasha at the same time as Tony? Like, it should be both characters." So I kind of felt like Black Widow really got the short end of the stick. There. She did. That that was. That, I thought that was a big mistake, not to have a dual funeral at the end. For me. Yeah. For I, me, I, I agree with that for sure. And I'm like, what world do we live in, where an awesome character like Black Widow gets killed, and Captain Marvel doesn't? What world do we live in, Stephen? It's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. Um, all right, my friend. Uh, oh, and I did want to touch on uh, sure. Thor because he made me laugh literally mm-hmm. from start to finish. Huh. I love that character. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He, he is. I, I don't like the Thor in the comic book to be written that way. Sure. It's okay to like different versions. It's okay to th- want something from a movie version that you don't get in the comic version. Yeah. I think people... <laughs> don't think you can do that. No, I think it's okay in different yeah. medium to like characters portrayed a different way. Sure. I think I that in the comic, you should play him, I'm not saying no humor, but a different role in the comic. It's a yeah. different universe in the comic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think in the movie, though, I think because of the actor Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. you can play it more comedic. Mm-hmm. And it works better than it does in the comic. Sure. In my humble opinion, it works better in the movies. Yeah, I agree. And I just thought Chris Hemsworth was hilarious. He was my <laughs> favorite part of the movie. I just thought it was. <laughs> uh, I, seriously, uh, Thor was hands down my favorite aspect of that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could not get enough of his character. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just could not get enough of him. 
Yeah. I just thought he was just I, every time he was on the screen, I'm like, I'm endlessly entertained right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could care less about the you know the the time travel issues and the, and yeah. and the plot holes and the, and whatever. No, 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 none of that matters because I'm so thoroughly entertained by Chris Hemsworth <laughs> at this very moment, and I love Steven. It's just every little thing he did, just just mm-hmm. you you need to keep your eyes on him because even when he wasn't the focal point, he yeah. was doing something that was going to make yeah. you laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just you you had to keep even in the background. You you didn't keep your eyes on Chris yeah. Hemsworth because he was he, that guy was st- <laughs> stealing the scene constantly mm-hmm. with just his mannerisms or messing around in the background of the scene or whatever. Yeah, so good, and I love that. I do like that. Um, he fought the final battle scene still overweight. Mm-hmm. He didn't suddenly turn into like you know, like yeah. regular <laughs> Thor form. I like that, and I also like that. Uh, but I did like though. You notice that because he looks all like the big Lebowski. Yeah. His hair's all frazzled, his beard's all frazzled. Mm-hmm. But when he thors up, mm-hmm. right, gets all the lightning, transforms into his Thor costume with his hammer. Yeah. Do you notice his beard gets all braided? <laughs> and his yeah. hair gets all neat and braided again, too? Did you notice that? Yeah. It's all nice and cool braided. And everyone's <laughs> and I'm like, nice touch. Yeah. But then when you see him at the end of the movie, it's all back to being all big Lebowski. <laughs> it's like, it's battle time. I gotta look good. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that was fantastic. And of course, come on, him with Star Lord at the end of the movie. Yeah, because Steven, good. that was hilarious. <laughs> he's, you're the leader. I know I'm the leader, and he's like, "You're the leader," and he just kind of stares at him like, "You're not the leader." Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just doesn't even say anything, and he was perfect. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, Steven, you know, yeah. we both like the movie. At the end of the day, we sure. have we have serious criticisms of it, no yeah. doubt. Mm-hmm. And it's not a perfect movie. No. Not a perfect no, no, movie. No, no, no. It's not the best superhero movie either. No. It's not. Definitely is it a good not. ending? Yes. Yeah. Is it the perfect ending? No. No. Should it be the ending? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think. And But we both liked it for the most part. Sure. And it's immensely popular, of course. Oh, of and, course. And, and, and immensely yeah. successful. And yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. How would you, what would you give it? Five star rating? Um, I still stand by my 4.5 out of 10. Okay, so you're going right, for 4.5 out of 10. It was terrible. <laughs> Steven, you hated it. 4.5 out of 5, sorry. Okay, so you're going to go 4.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. Sure. Okay. But we both, it was fine. Yeah. And the big question is where to go from here, Steven? Where to go from here? To, to look at it, Steven, we've, we've, we've removed all the, uh, two of the big name actors. Yeah. You've removed Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. You are left with uh, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's right. She's gone. So there's three. That, that's 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 it's a half lot. The Avengers. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leaves Hawkeye. You know, is not going to be in anything future. No, they never did anything in the character anyway. No, they're not excited they, about that they, character. They banished him to streaming. Right. Uh, Vision is gone. Is dead. Well, for for now. For now, they still have that show. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know if that's going to be a prequel. <laughs> Could be a prequel. We don't Could. know. I have no but idea. Vision's dead. So, essentially, for the Avengers, Steven, we have Thor. Who is with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who is now, now with the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Hulk. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. One. So, Thor moves over to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And they've got their full roster plus the uh, old past Gamora in place of the the killed Gamora. The killed Gamora. <laughs> and added Thor. Yeah. And you've got Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay. And you've got... Black Panther. Black Panther. 
you have Spider-Man, you have Bucky, and you have the Falcon with Captain America's shield. That didn't make any sense. Zero sense at all. Yeah, and sorry. And <laughs> that and that that is my. That is not a complaint about. Wow, I can't believe they gave them no. the shield because of you know. No. It's like no, it's because they never established that relationship. Bingo. That was my big problem with uh, giving Sam the shield. It should have gone to Bucky. Yeah. And the reason for this, it's quite simple, people. Just go back and watch the movies. Yeah. Sam Wilson's character has gotten next to no screen time. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Literally gotten next to... Zero development. He he has gotten zero character work. Mm -hmm. He's gotten zero character development. He has gotten as little screen time as humanly possible. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. He's a big nothing burger of a character. (laughs) And I'm not saying he's a bad character. I'm saying they have done nothing with him. Yeah. When I say that, it's the writers. They've literally done zero with that character. Mm -hmm. He's been an afterthought. Yeah. He's been in the background. He's window dressing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. They yeah, actually I'm, spent a right. lot of time on Bucky mm-hmm. in The Winter Soldier. A lot of time on Bucky, mm-hmm. building his character. Mm-hmm. It came literally out of the blue yeah. for, Cap- for Steve Rogers to give Sam the shield. Literally, it, made, it, it made no sense yeah. because you haven't been showing us this character growing and evolving and assuming a more important role yeah. over the course of a multiple amount of movies. And then finally his natural character arc would be to get the shield. Yeah. That's Bucky. Mm-hmm. So when you do it, the viewer sits there and goes, well, that's out of the, that's out of the blue, mm-hmm. and it's pandering. Good job, Disney. Yeah. That's how it comes across, and yeah. that's not how you want it to come across. If you wanted Sam to get it and not Bucky, then you should have put the time and effort in mm-hmm. the prior movies to do some damn character work on Sam Wilson's character to build him up yep. so it made sense. Mm-hmm. It came out of the blue. It seemed artificial and pandering. Yeah, That's what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And every viewer who saw it, almost every probably was like, viewed it that way. Well... The ones who aren't psychotically detached to the movie. True, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So where do we go? Where where do they go from here, Stephen? I don't know. I'm I'm not certain that I'm going to be on that ride, though. So. I'm with you. I hate Thanks. to say it. Yeah. I've been a huge fan of the Marvel Studios movies. Everybody yeah. knows. I've been. I've been. I've been very vocal. I've been. I've been. Never hit the ball. I've always liked Marvel Studios movies. Yes, you have. <laughs> and I've always enjoyed them. I've always liked going to them. But even I'm like, do I need to come back for more? Mm-hmm. I don't think I do, Stephen. I really don't think I do. No. There's really nothing to come back for. I'll come back when they roll the X Men out again, or Fantastic Four. I'd like a, a good Fantastic Four movie. That'd be cool. You know, for the first time ever. Sure. But when they roll the X-Men out of Fantastic Four, because I love Wolverine, I love the X-Men. They're fantastic characters, and I'm not going to be able to help myself. (laughs) But why do I need to come back for what they currently have at the moment? And who's going to be their main focal point? That's what I don't understand. Who's going to be their main group of characters that they focus on going forward, where they had Tony, Steve, and Thor? Who's the new three? Are there? I don't see it. That's that's what I'm. That's what that's where I'm lost. I guess I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know where we go forward. I see where the Guardians can go forward. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the Guardians are good. Don't you think? The Guardians are fine. Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, I'm 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 still not compelled to to care, but you know, 
I could see myself going in and going, oh, okay, I'll sit and watch this one. Right. Yeah, out of the ones coming up. But the rest, eh. And as far as what the next big bad guy is, Steven, <laughs> since we've introduced time travel, you know what that means, don't you? Oh, boy. Kang. Is it Kang the Conqueror? Mm-hmm. Kang. And I will check out at that point. Because <laughs> that will be a big clusterfuck of a story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, to end this on a bombshell. Yes. One of the Endgame directors. Okay. I can't. I don't know which brother. Okay. Says that Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar more than anyone in the last 40 years. What? End the podcast. End the podcast. Let's not do it. Because I'm about to like explode in anger right now. That's... The stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And on that bombshell, my friend. I mean, why would somebody say that? (laughs) Viva la revolucion. Stupid.